What's good? It's your girl, Salem. I don't really have anything else to add after that, so I'm just going to stick with my name today. Okay. <laughs> and I'm Alexis, and this is your PSA to clean your AirPods because they're disgusting. And this is Lemonade and Tea. Yay. That's actually, that was a good one because I, I had to clean mine yesterday. They were disgusting. I just cleaned mine right now. I know. I saw <laughs> How are you, Alexis? How are you feeling? I am good. I am good. I look high. I don't know why. I'm not. I do. I feel like I look high, too. That's why I was asking you if my eyes looked red. A little bit. Right, but it was, I'm not. That's unfortunate. Um, yeah. Well, let me light this manifestation candle, because I feel like this should just be our thing now. Um, oops, because, oh my god yeah. we're now doing the little wayne like lighter flick in all of our <laughs> i feel like a little wayne song you feel like a little wayne song why little wayne Do you, you know how like every time little wayne top on a track he like lights a blunt and so you hear the flicker of the lighter no i didn't know that i listen have to you wayne. listened just... to little wayne yes but i just didn't notice how did you okay let's i didn't notice okay. i never have what i mean well loki this is a great segue to what we're talking about today oh um oh it's black history month happy black history month that's what it was <laughs> yes we're talking how is that a segue oh okay when lil wayne because i grew what? up in new orleans and lil wayne is from new orleans and so oh Oh. I hear I heard Little Wayne a lot. Oh, I listen to him a lot. Okay, see that makes sense. I didn't understand what you were talking about because I was like, "What is the correlation?" I was like, "Cause Little Wayne black and you're black and we black." Like, is that is that the? And you, I didn't I didn't catch the reference, but I get it now. Yes, Happy Black History Month, Alexa. Happy Black History Month, Elaine. How do you feel about twenty twenty one Black History? It's different. It's a different energy. It do, like it does feel different. It's completely different, especially after 2020. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, oh, we do microaggressions. And, you know, yeah, it's a bit of a shift. It's different, um, especially going into the next decade with Black History yeah. Month. I think it's also really interesting that this year, I mean, after 2020 and everyone's starting to celebrate um, Juneteenth. Completely. My job gave us Juneteenth off this year. Bitch, I've heard like a lot of companies Progress. do that. I've heard a lot of companies going, so Juneteenth, you guys are off on, everyone's off on Juneteenth. And I'm like, yes. oh, dang, that was fast. So y'all could have just done this change a long time ago. Yeah. But nobody even like acknowledged the day. No, no, they didn't even know. People didn't know what Juneteenth was. They had never heard of it until they watched what, Blackish? Yeah. Like no one knew what it was. I mean, besides Black people. Um, mm mm-hmm. So. And then even then, like, it's not guaranteed that you're Black and you know what Juneteenth is because it's not taught in school. Exactly. And it's not just something that's, like, oh, casual conversation. You're like, oh, you know, today is Juneteenth? Like, no, like, nobody does that. What did what were you taught on, like, in, like, um, Black not History Not about Month? Juneteenth. Neither was I. <laughs> uh, I remember, so growing up, um, I don't remember what happened in February when I was in elementary um, but I believe in middle school or high school, the high school that I went to during, um, during Black History Month, um, they will have like a poem or like a speech 
over the announcements every morning for the month of February. Mm-hmm. And it was like a yearly thing. Yeah. Um, and then I remember one black teacher, she would always dress up in her African attire every day during Black History Month. I forget her name, but I hope she's well. Because um, hmm. she she made a scene. Really? Yeah, she like it was decked out. I don't mean like no like comfortable clothing. Like she looked like she heard it. I love that though. Like that's mm-hmm. like you this these children are gonna see what I am talking about. Right. I love that. And even then, I don't I didn't grasp the concept. I didn't understand like why that why her representation was so important for her to show mm-hmm. up like that. Like it was just an afterthought to me. You know what's crazy is like so. We're talking so today. Yeah, let's. I get so we should just since we just jumped right into it today. We're talking about what it's like growing up black, um, because me and Alexis have two different um, upbringings. Because <clears throat> for Alexis, Alexis is a black woman who was born and raised in the United States. Well, I mean, I was born and raised in the United States as well. But um, you, you have I'm I have um, my parents are immigrants, so it's just yeah. two different cultures. So I know about black culture. I'm, obviously, I'm a regular black. <laughs> which i'm a regular black too i'm a regular black i don't have i can't trace my roots down i don't know what part of africa i originated from Mm -hmm. but that's okay and i have immigrant parents so uh i i know black culture because i was born and raised here and i have Mm -hmm. black friends um but culturally I, i grew up uh my parents are from ethiopia originally so um yeah like it's, it's two different, two different worlds. And I just feel like, I think it's, I think this is a really good conversation to have. Um, and I think that it's a needed conversation um, to talk about like black culture, African culture, black people um, in this country, African people in this country, um, mm. because there has been a divide like for a, a while. I would say like, um, what is it? The Black Panther I think the Black Panther was such an amazing movie because it brought a conversation of the divide between Black people and African uh, African people that are living yeah. here or, you know, first generations that are living here. Um, because growing up, I wasn't, personally, I was never called, like, African booty scratcher. Um, but that was a term that was used to, you know, African kids that came or immigrated or are first generation and people knew that their parents were from Africa. I think it's just very important to talk about. But what was your upbringing like? What was, what's the, you know, you, you're from the South. You're from Louisiana. You're from New Orleans. <laughs> I can't I say am. it right. I really try to say it right, but I never say it correct. <laughs> I mean, I don't either. So that's the, you do. That's the whole point. No, I don't. That's you not don't? how you're supposed to say it correctly. No. What's the you're correct supposed to word? sound it out, but I just can't. Um, I think correctly it's like New Orleans or something like that. New Orleans, yeah, n- like, like yeah. I you, it was if like it, New Orleans. You emphasize the end, I think. But how do you say it from if you're from there? New Orleans. That to me, that's the correct it's, way. It's, it's just, one word. It's New Orleans. Like it's like one word. It's like one syllable. But see, to me, that's correct because um, because it's, it's kind of the same in the sense like in in Baltimore, people say. You know, they say it's Baltimore, but if you're from Bal- mm-hmm. Baltimore, it's not, it's Baltimore. The T is a D and it's Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I remember I got clowned for that when I first went to university out there. And I was like, I'm so happy and excited to be in Baltimore. 
Good morning. Good morning, Baltimore. Mm -hmm. And my friends fully would like look at me and they were like, say it again. They dead ass were like, say it again. And I was like, Baltimore? And they were like, why you say it like that? It's like, that's not how you say it. They were like, it's Baltimore. Oh, we in Baltimore. And I was like, bet. Got it. I got it. I got it. Never again. She said, I'd never make that mistake again. Never did. Never did. Also, kept a mean mug the entire time. Because when I looked really nice, just wasn't the smartest thing. But again, what was it like for you? Upbringing, your upbringing? Um, I grew up as a regular poor black kid <laughs> in the project. Like, I'm not even like, oh God, no shame. Um, we was, I was born, um, I don't know if some people may be familiar with in the ninth ward of New Orleans, which is like a bit dicey. If you know, but I, it was like, it's where I grew up. So I always felt safe. Like I knew I was protected. I had all of my family there. Um, My mama knew all the neighbors. I knew where to go. I was an inside child. So I wasn't even out there on the streets like that. So I had no beef. Uh, But no, like for real. um, Yeah, I grew up in the projects. Uh, My mother grew up in the projects. Her mother probably grew up in the projects as well. Um, and um, when I was little, my mom was a nurse. Um, sorry if I keep like sounding sniffly. I inhaled the fuck out of my translucent powder. Like I took a strong sniff of it and I can't get it out my nose. Was it just translucent powder? I wish it was more, but it was <laughs> just the translucent powder. Like I snorted the fuck out of it. Like it's it's in there um but no so um so my mother's past um she worked as a nurse Mm -hmm. for a long period of time um but then she had me and then two years later she was diagnosed with breast cancer um and then after that I guess some complications happened I don't know uh she was out of work so we were living off of government assistance for forever um, and so that's all I knew. So people would be like, it was so weird when I would be like, oh, my mom's at home. And then people at school would be like, or kids at school would be like, why is your mom not at work? And I was like, girl, I don't know. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. she's just always at home. Like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, and so yeah, so that's it. Like, we, ends were always met. Uh, were they done legally? <laughs> the world will never know. Never know, but I was always fed. Um, I was always sheltered, and I think that's the most important part. Uh, I can go into more details if you want, but I mean, this up this is what you want to share, sis. I mean, I don't like what are we like? What are we? That's, like, are we I mean, that's a- no, like that. That was your upbringing. You were, and yeah. my mine was. I didn't. I mean, mine was a bit different. Um, oh, also, my father left. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, by the way, I forgot to let y'all know. <laughs> my mother was, not, to, not for me putting up my mama business out there, but my mother was married to my father at some point. However, after I was born, um, they got a divorce and I saw him maybe a handful of times in my life, but it was nothing like remotely um like routine or like you know like steady I, I literally probably saw my father like maybe five times my entire life uh, I mean like when I was old enough to remember like I think he was there for the first couple of years I was born um but nothing I'll remember 
Um, they got they got divorced around the time my mom got sick, so I think that's how everything played out. Again, I was too young to know anything. Um, but yeah, so that's why I always say my mother and not my mother and my father because that nigga was gone. Uh, but again, that wasn't a weird thing. Like in school, like a lot of people didn't have their their dads at their house. Like it was just a normal thing. Like you would just say your mom. Mm-hmm. or whatever like you would never like unless you was like raised by your dad or they just so happened to have somebody there it's mm-hmm. not times out of 10 it was like oh my mama mm. you know? yeah gotcha anyway I had a I had a different experience um so my parents so they're born and raised in Addis Ababa Ethiopia so they're born in, like the main city of Ethiopia um they came here in their early 20s um there, it was like early 90s and they found each other here actually they didn't know each other back home um <clears throat> but they met here and my dad my parents like have they just I just think that my parents have the craziest stories or my family has like the craziest stories when it comes to like being an immigrant because my dad came here because he was basically like seeking asylum because they were like Ethiopia was like in a war and he was like I'm not fighting a war <laughs> for something I don't agree in so he like kind of like went and was just like I need to figure out how to come to America my mom got lucky she got a lottery which if you don't know what that is is um if you are coming into the United States a lottery ticket to the United States um to become a citizen is like you just you it's very rare to get it um so my mom got that was lucky to get here and then they both met here through like a mutual friend um then they had moi you know was good hello um I I don't know um and then growing up I just I it was just always family was always around like it was just like everybody was together because everybody then came from the same country came to a foreign country and was like we gotta stick together so I always like had everyone around um And then my sisters were born and my aunt came into this country. And yeah, I don't know. Like growing up, it was a very, I don't know. I just like, I always had everyone and, you know, my parents worked maybe both of them, both of, I I honestly name a job. My parents have worked it like legit. My, my dad was always telling me, he'd he'd be like, you know, I came to this country. They give you $50 and they say, good luck. Like in the United States, you come as like, you know, an immigrant and they go, here's 50 bucks. Good luck. My dad loves to tell the story that like when he came, his uh, sister was already living here. So he just stayed with her and he was like, I'm buying everybody dinner. Cause I got $50. And they all laughed at him. They all laughed at him and they were like, please just put it in your pocket and go find a job because you need to contribute to this, to like everybody making money right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then, like, my mom, um, she – actually, my mom came, and she lived with her cousin for a day because she didn't know her cousin like that. Um, so she lived with her for a day, and then, like, literally the next day, she found a live-at-home, like – she was, like, a live-at-home nanny. Mm-hmm. And she just stayed there for, like, the first – like, she stayed there for, like, a year or two. Um, and then, like, found my dad, and then they worked other jobs. <clears throat> I don't know, man. It was just, you know um, – yeah, I mean, I, I I would say that I had a I was more I, it was more Ethiopia culture based, um. <laughs> and my my childhood is very much so like Tyler Perry movies. Mm. 
Really? Is it? <laughs> I mean, not like drama, but like you have like the cookouts and like the you know like everybody type food and you yeah, know, it's very much it's, that. It's so interesting because like okay okay now let's get into like the because I I my my gr- upbringing was just I had it was with Ethiopian people and Ethiopian culture. It was very weird though, to be completely honest, growing up in a household with African cultures and then also growing up in America where American kids were like, well, I do this and we do this. And this is just like what the thing is or whatever. And I would just be like, so like, am I supposed to, am I supposed to do this or am I supposed to follow these rules? (laughs) Like it was very, um, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. So I would basically almost like live a double life. So I would, like, go to school and, like, be one person and, like, come home and be, like, okay, I can't do this. Or I'd go to, like, our family events or whatever, and they're, like, I'd be, like, okay, so I'm not going to obviously say this or behave this way because that's just not okay. So it's just, like, completely different. But um, I was going to say it's really interesting because when my parents first came to this country, they have – they had like a they had like a very negative mentality or like a negative idea of black people specifically black black americans mm-hmm. um so it was the negatives it was they steal they are you know and this is not they weren't like oh all black people are like this but they are like they were like very preconceived hmm. notion mm-hmm. of yeah yeah and this was this was made to them before they even came here um and they were just like, yeah, I mean, like black people are, you know, they're, they're like this, I think I'm going to, they just went by what they were told. Cause they didn't know. Um, and then it was really interesting because for me growing up, I also, when I would tell people like I'm Ethiopian, well, there was the first incident was with my third grade teacher. Um, and at home, like our parents cook the food and stuff. And for the most part, we literally, our food is like onion based. <laughs> so the entire I told I think I told you the story before mm-hmm. but the entire house smells like onions um and I went to school and I remember like my teacher my third grade teacher was like um hey like I have or I think it was my second grade whatever she she gave me like a gift and she, it was just a basket of soaps um body lotion body smell goods I think I was like eight at the time and she was like, here you go. And I was like, oh, that's so nice. And I go back home and I go, mom, look what my teacher got me. My mother like came in the next day and like blew it, just completely blew up, blew it up, like blew up the school mm-hmm. and was like, this is absolutely like insane. How dare you offend me and my family? How dare you do this to my daughter? You did this through my child. Like she went in and by the way my teacher was white um <laughs> but right. my mother went in and she was just like absolutely not like my mom told me she told me now and she's like I started crying because like this is just so embarrassing like it was just it was just so bad or whatever um and then like in middle school I uh I remember telling like these kids I was like oh yeah like my parents were like hey we're going back home because I would go back home I've been home I've been back to Ethiopia like four times now um, yeah, but when I was in eighth grade, um, they, yeah, they asked me, like, I was going back home and they were like, oh, are you going to wipe your ass with leaves? Are you going to live in a hut? Are you living under a tree? What are you going to sleep under? And I was like, I'm going to sleep in a bed at my parents' house or like our family house. 
to be completely honest, if you're a kid in Addis Ababa and you live in the city, like your parents are, Mike, I would say this, my dad was pretty, was pretty well off, uh, or the family, the, the family was, um, cause my grandfather was a, he was a teacher and he was a, I keep looking at you like, did you freeze? <laughs> no, bitch. My grandfather was a teacher. My uh, grandma was a businesswoman. Um, and then on my mom's side, my grandmother, she worked, I forgot where she worked, but my, I know my grandfather was like in the military. Um, mm-hmm. And there's like five of them on my mom's side. And then on my dad's side is like eight of them. Anyways, so my dad was fine. My mom's family, they kind of, they technically lived in like the hood. They not tech. It was, it was, it wasn't the safest (laughs) is what they explained to me. But, um, I don't know where I was going with that. (laughs) I think you were trying to, you were trying to relate that to like what people conceive being going to Erica, how, how there's literally no civilization. Like everybody's just running around like monkeys and like how. That's literally what it's, it's like, it's so crazy because if, if I say I'm from Ethiopia or like my family is, um, you get mixed reactions, but like growing up, it was just very like, Africa is this, like they don't say, they don't, I don't hear people say that now at least, but like mm-hmm. back then they were like, oh, Africa is impoverished. Um, if you think of Ethiopia, you thought of the famine. Um, if you think of Africa, it's like, they don't have any type of like, like it's so sad it's just like it's it's like they're not civilized people like we're not civilized people Mm -hmm. um so i don't know i think that's just all of africa though like i don't think americans have like you can say nigeria you can say ethiopia you can say south african like to us well not to us not to me but like to (laughs) to what white people may may think instantly it's just like a jungle for the entire continent Honestly, it's like, it's, it's, it's really interesting because if you talk to my dad, my dad would tell you that he experienced like his time in this country, he experienced more racism from black people than he has white people, Mm. which I found like really interesting. And Mm -hmm. he was just like, it almost feels like they're angry at me or like they hate me and I don't know why. And I don't know what I did. Mm-hmm. and he just so he so I if he's saying that I was like I talked to my mom about it my mom was like I feel the same way um but also I have these negative like <laughs> right like ideas. connotations already yeah yeah um so I don't know like it was just it was very did you have like any like experience with like Africans growing up or yeah there were Africans in my elementary up to high school and pro- I don't remember like interacting with um Africans in college, but I didn't have no like beef with them. Like I there was no like because in my household we didn't like it wasn't a thing for us mm-hmm. to be like, oh, we're black, but Africans are this way. Like it was mm-hmm. never like a discussion. So if my friend was from Nigeria, the only thing I remember is that they had a thicker accent than I did from wherever they were. Like, mm-hmm. it was never, to like, I never had, like, a preconception of how they were supposed to act or what type of person they were, because I had no idea, like, of the difference 
of black people like I just thought like okay they're from Nigeria yeah they have African I mean they have accent like that's literally as far as my (laughs) brain was taking me like I literally was like oh I didn't know like I because I knew I had a friend in high school that I was really close with and um I should say I was very jealous because they was always smarter than I thought I was I was like why is it that they're getting better grades than well, my friend? Well, I should always say my friend in high school. Because we was like, we would low-key compete with each other. And I don't know why. I'm just like, girl, what are you doing? Like, why are you like reading the book three times? And it was the one chapter was assigned. Like your, the whole book would be read by the time the homework assignment was even due. And I'm just like, okay, but I think it was just the African mentality or the, or the um them tell that I have to like be the best like I have to we came here for a purpose type thing mm-hmm. whereas I was like if I get good grades I get good grades mom just gonna say congratulations and that'll be it like there was nothing for me to like you know like there was no reward yeah. but for them it was like a very important thing and that's the only thing that I can think of that I was like okay they're really sm- or she's really smart and like she really takes schools very seriously mm-hmm. and stuff like that but there was no like beef with with this yeah you know and I never I never felt that either because I personally I grew up I was just friends with whoever I was just a happy child that was like would you do you like me you want to be my friend okay cool (laughs) it was just very that um I mean it's so crazy because like yeah growing up there is such an emphasis on you need to do good in school like I remember my mom telling me like don't come to this house if you get anything below a C Mm. and I was like Really? And she was like, really? And I was like, okay. But also, I think, so, like, I should say that the girl that I was really close with in high school was the eldest of her siblings. Like, you Mm -hmm. are the eldest of your siblings. So I think Mm -hmm. there was just, like, I have to set the bar type mentality. But I'm the youngest of my siblings. And so I saw, if my sister brought in the D, my mom ain't doing shit to her, so she ain't gonna do shit to me. So it was like... (laughs) Like, she could say, oh, don't break a seat into my house, blah, blah, blah. But I knew, like, ain't nothing was going to happen. So it was mm-hmm. like, whatever. Even though I did do good, fairly well in school, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, Just to say, but it was like, I think it was more so like, I need to prove myself to be an example for my siblings, to be, to make my parents proud of, like, for coming here in this country. Like, I don't want to be the reason, you know? But it's so, like, when I tell you, like, Talking to, like, first-generation, um, like, immigrants, for the most part, any immigrant, like, and especially if you're, like, the oldest of any siblings, like, always have the same experience in the sense that it's so much pressure. And mm. I remember, like, I struggled. I really struggled in, like, I would say, like, elementary and, like, middle school, like, mm. with school. And I just, I was, I was just not getting the hang of it. I didn't get the hang of, like, school till high school. And I just was, like... It wasn't just my parents, though. It was, like, the whole family. So they would yeah. say, they would literally be, like, talaknish, which means, like, you're the oldest. You are not just an example to your siblings, but you are also an example to, like, any other member of our family who is younger than you. Please mm-hmm. know that. And then they would continuously tell you this, and you're just, like, so I, like, can't mess up. Like, right. I, just, I just, like, can't mess up, that means. That's just what I'm getting from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, oh, man. It would, they would always they'd be like, you have to read. And I'm like, I hate reading now. Like, I really, I don't enjoy it, like, unless I'm reading, I don't know. Like, there's only, like, one trilogy that I ever finished in my life. And I know that there's people that are, like, 
girl, I finish a book in a week. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just, they would continuously enforce and I'd be like, mm, no, like, <laughs> I don't want mm-hmm. them. Um, but I also, like, I know um, we're talking about growing up black, but alongside that, my so my friend, um, I'm just say her name. I don't think she going to find it. My friend Chica was the African girl who I was close with at some point in high school, but also had a friend named Wadi and he was from El Salvador or I think he was, he was either born Venezuelan and he was from El Salvador or it was vice versa. One of them. Anyway, he was a immigrant and he was um, in the process of getting his green card while he was in high school. And his work ethic was very similar to Chica's where I was like, bro, like why are these kids like getting like, just straight A's like what why is it so serious but then uh, like you have to realize that they're here for a purpose like it's not a game to them like it's very much I need to like do what I need to do to become the highest of whatever position Mm -hmm. I want to become and I think uh, I don't keep up with them now but I think at some point they said Wadi was like double majoring in something and like in law school and something like oh my Mm -hmm. that makes sense well could not be this is this is my cousin's shirt by the way it's, it says it's a cornell <laughs> university sweater it's not mine um yeah he's he's the young he's one of our younger cousins but like he goes to cornell university and i'm just like yeah i'm just wearing this so anytime like my cousins like get into like i'm like just send me just send me the merch right <laughs> send me the university right. merch but it's it's yeah it's very much so what you said like there's a there's a it's a level of like because the thing is, it's not even just because our parents got here or, like, the story of how they got here. Um, it's really, like, they got here and I got to make sh- – like, they're like, okay, where's – like, my mother – like, my mother tells me when she got here, she found her job. As soon as she was good with money, she sent money back home immediately. She wasn't even living. Yes. She had – she didn't have an apartment. She didn't have a car. Like – didn't have nothing and like the first thing she does is send money back home the same with my dad like everything that is like on a lot of the stuff that's like on our family like property and stuff like they're like sis I we send him money back home that's the mm-hmm. thing and it's kind of the same and then the pressure gets back on you as you get especially as you get older and especially if you're like one of the I'm not one of the older cousins but like I'm in the middle um out of like oh damn near 15 of us 15 or 20 of us Mm-hmm. Um, wait, can we note that like black people have cousins? <laughs> no, <laughs> Alexis, Mama, we have we have we have this. So it's literally, it was like a TikTok, I think, of like some yeah. girl being like, white people just don't have cousins. Yeah, like in a black person, like a black person, black person conversation, you will hear my cousin this, my cousin that, my cousin, my cousin. And it just would be like, it makes sense. You don't hear that by white people. Like, no. they just don't associate with their, like, aunts and nep- their aunts and uncles and their kids. Like, it's just not a thing. Like, they know who they are and they're right. aware of who their cousins are. But it's not like... Hey, you yo, don't grow my- up together. Like Yeah, like, oh, we did this. We got our, like, ass whooped at the same time because we did the stupid I shit. Did. Me yeah. and my cousins literally got in trouble... We got lined the fuck up and we all got ass weapons. Yeah. We had, um, we got switches from like the tree branch. That's bitch. I, let's not talk about the things. Let's not bring that into Black History Month. <laughs> right. 
but um no yeah so I was saying like out of like 15 or 20 of my cousins like I think I forgot what I was saying with that shit um I forgot to damn it no it's gonna come okay uh uh oh the pressure yeah we were talking about pressure Mm -hmm. So, like, as I, yeah, but the older you get into the cousins, um, like, the more pressure that they have, then I would say, like, like, the younger ones still get a certain a lot of, like, a certain amount of pressure as well. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not as severe as, like, the older ones. I kind of fall, like, right in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I'm the oldest of my siblings, like, I got, you know, you're, you have to, like, do good. But that's the thing. I think that's where the line differs because as an immigrant coming into this country and I could say the same thing I have just realized that I know so many immigrants <laughs> like my <laughs> friend of Belize like I'm really close friend with someone who lives in Belize that comes here anyway um but I think though and she too was like straight A's in college like I knew her mm-hmm. from college and she made straight A's like she literally anyway um needless to say I hung around with straight people so I mean straight people with smart people <laughs> uh for a reason anyway um so but I think the line so with me growing up like my mother goal was to like get her and her kids out the projects that was mm-hmm. that was the end game for her mm-hmm. same for me it's like eventually to get me and my mama out of or we me and my family out of like not the projects we're not in that state right now but like just in like you know suburbia america because we just yeah. haven't reached that stage yet um but i think with with immigrants is to like come here and be those like top level millionaires like you know like anything could happen in america type mentality where for me like the bar is pretty low but we still haven't reached <laughs> the fucking bar yet. but it's just not as high as like someone who like the journey to get here, which is so much more, you know, intense yeah. than didn't my was. It was, it's so interesting. Cause like my parents, like, man, I don't even like, we really should do an episode. Cause like there, I just say like, if movie producers really knew where the money was at, you would talk to immigrants and you would talk to right. <laughs> their stories. Like my aunt was fully a rebel. Like my aunt was a rebel back home. And was like against like the certain government like way way back in the day she was like a teenager like she was like I'm running away y'all can't tell me nothing left was like I'm riding with my boyfriend and then like and then like her boyfriend got killed and then it was like yeah it's crazy crazy and like my my other aunt her sister saved her from getting killed because they were gonna go together and bitch it's like insane. Like my dad's like, I gotta go away from this fucking war. My my dad was also like, also get this. So they the government was looking for my aunt, right? Back home. Mm-hmm. And then they came to my dad's house and then they was like, um, where is she? Like, we know you guys know where your sister is. And they were like, No, we don't. So, like, to basically force her to come and like go into jail, they were like, Okay, well, we're taking all your siblings and they're going to jail. So they locked my, like, my, my aunt and my uncle and my dad, like, <laughs> like, them up until she turned herself in. And then they were like, well, we didn't do anything wrong because we're not, they, they thought that she was, like, brainwashing them. And they were like, yeah, we don't even want to be involved in any of this. And eventually she, like, turned herself in. 
and and she told me her story of like being in jail in Ethiopia. That shit is crazy. Crazy. She was like, oh, they would take like the sword. Yeah. She's like, they almost killed me. Insane. No, ma'am. And listen, mm-hmm. my aunt is a nurse that works in, in you know, out, out here in America. And it's just <laughs> she just chilling. She, I go, I go to her house and she just be chilling. That's insane though. Insane. Like, and she, t- and this is the thing. This is the crazy part. The way that they tell the story is so like, yeah. So like that happened to me. Like the government fully came after me and was like, I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, that happened. It was crazy. But just like, cause they lived it. Like she's, she's like in her sixties now. So all of that happened when she was like a teenager. Oh I was God. like, sis, I was stressed to go to school at 16 right. and you stay here in jail like that is beyond me so i really wanted to talk about um what was it i really wanted to talk okay i really want to talk about black panther um because that movie brought up uh because like when you watch the movie like to me i didn't see a villain in the movie like there wasn't a villain because the quote-unquote villain was um what was it the michael the one michael uh the fine one michael b jordan played like he can i be honest what you didn't watch it (laughs) you didn't watch black you didn't watch black panther you didn't watch black panther (laughs) i i seen it but i think i've only seen it once or maybe half of it Cause I remember I asked somebody on Twitter for that Disney Plus account because Black Panther was on there, and I think I watched it. Um, I so I, so I could, this is what I this is what I took from it. Scenery amazing, um, <laughs> the scenery so good. Um, um. I think I got, I got up. I don't think I don't think I've finished it. I think I was busy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was just busy. <laughs> it was four years ago, so it was a while ago. Five years ago, technically now. But also, maybe this is my ignorance. But when the movie came out, I also didn't realize the hype because to me. It was just a Marvel movie. I did not realize that it was like this Black culture impact. Like my sister and I think her boyfriend, who is African, mm-hmm. uh, went and saw it like the day it premiered or something like that. I was like, oh my God, this movie is so good. My my best friend at the time was like, oh my God, you need to go see it. I was just like, I'm not into um, Superhero like, superheroes. Like, but okay like I didn't realize the cultural impact that that movie was like about but I saw like people like dressed up in like Wakanda outfits their African gear just my best I've seen it so many times I wish I could give you a little bit of the memory maybe you'll watch it soon I'll 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 watch it I'll watch it okay so it was (laughs) it was a really it, it had a huge impact on me personally um me and my friends like we scheduled, we were like, we need to buy these tickets. So we bought the tickets, I think like three weeks before the movie even came out. Um, I wore like, I think the, I wore like my Ethiopian, like 
like this um, made shirt, but it goes with like a dress. Mm. So I just wore the top part with some jeans. So, you know, it's a little cupid. Um, And then when we went to the movies, like people had full head wraps, like the full garment. And I was like, it was so serious. And I just, I was just ignorant. I did not understand like, cause it's like, is, is the, like the Black Panther is like an actual comic, right? It is. Yeah. It's a, a, I I didn't, I was just ignorant to the whole, like what it was about. Like, I just, I just, I, at first I thought people was going because the actors were sexy. And so I was like, I don't care about that. So like, I don't care, but, um, but yeah, anyway, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, I just, it, it was, yeah, it was, a, it, honestly, I feel like, I feel like it was split. Like how you're saying, like, you didn't know, like, I feel like a lot of people didn't know. I feel like it, it made an impact, but also a lot of people were like, I'm not watching a superhero movie, but also, you know what I mean? Like, so I right. feel like the whole context of it wasn't fully like pushed out as, as I wanted it to be. Cause right. I, what I grasped from it when I, after I watched it, I was like, wow. Like something that I personally have like internalized a lot is been made, has been made into a film. And when I say like internalized, I mean like this like whole like feud or battle of Africans versus black people. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it, and it's, and there's such like this, cause my dad and I have talked about this like for years and I just had never seen it done in that film. So basically in the movie, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, it's about five years, <laughs> but if you haven't seen it, if you go, Alexis, do you care? Cause you haven't no. seen it or haven't finished <laughs> no, it. <laughs> um, but my take from it was, so there's T'Challa, who is the Black Panther, and he is the king of Wakanda. And then there is, I forgot who Michael B. Jordan's character's name is, but he is um, Black. The brother. Were they, they're not, yeah, yeah, they were brothers, yeah. And so, but he was raised here in America. He was mm-hmm. He was born and raised out in Los Angeles, California. And um, he ended up becoming or was like framed as like the quote unquote villain in the film. And basically like T'Challa was like, no, like the ancestors and like back then they were like Africa, like Wakanda is not welcome to black people. Like we're not saving the rest of Africa basically is what happened. Um, Mm -hmm. And the brother was just like, so y'all just going to let black people live the lives that they did and went through what they had went through and go through the slavery that they did. And whole time you guys had all of this and you could have helped and saved and you still have the resources to help and save us. And you're not, and you're like literally choosing not to get involved was like the whole, uh, like his whole anger is why he came back to Wakanda. And he was like, I have this shit because I'm from there. Like, this is where, but y'all wanted to say, you're not Wakandan. You're either Wakandan or you're whatever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting because like, also for me growing up, I was told there's a difference between being Ethiopian and being black. And I would be like, as I got older, I was like confused. Cause I was just like, but I am black. Right. Like, I understand that I'm Ethiopian, but like, I'm black. And they were just like, no, like, there's a difference. Like, don't identify yourself as that. And I remember also being asked before, like, someone like growing up was like, "Uh, I noticed that, like, so I grew up, I always had black friends. um, And my sister, you know, didn't really, she had more so white friends. 
Um, and they asked, I was asked, why did they, no, they didn't ask me. They asked my sister and they were like, why, why does your sister have more black friends and you have white friends? Like, why doesn't she have more white friends? And my sister was so uncomfortable and she was just like, I don't, I don't know, but I'm going to go. <laughs> and mm. she dipped. Um, I think she was like in 10th grade when she was asked this. And it was just like, when my sister told me about it, I remember going to my dad and I was just like, y'all know, like my parents were like, yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't an appropriate question to ask at all. But that is the mentality of like, there's like a divide. Mm -hmm. I'm Ethiopian. I'm, I know where I'm not just Ethiopians. This is like, I would say Africans just in general. Um, Yeah. I would say like, there's a divide of of Africans and then just black people. Yeah. It's like, well, I, I'm from here or like, and it's so much pride in like where your country is from. Yeah. So I'm, it's, and then it's like this uppity, I'm better than you type shit. And mm-hmm. I'm, I've never, I've never fucked with it. It's always made me very uncomfortable, especially because the closest friends in my life have always been black. So I'd be like offended for them. Like, and then on top of that, I'm like, I know that we're this, like, we're all the same. Like, I don't understand why there's this. I was yeah. so confused. And then eventually, like, me and my dad really talked about it. And my dad is really, uh, really big into, like, history and, like, studying history and figuring out why things are the way they are. Um, and he was like, I was like, he was like, this is, this is, I figured out. I was like, it's white people. And he mm. was just like. What do you mean? And he was confused. And I was like, because when I calculated it all the way down, I was like, get this. So back home, when we watch media, when we listen to radio, when we watch news outlets and stuff, back home, like, yes, it's international news, but the Western, we say Western um, world, like, controls it. So Mm -hmm. the image that was continuously pushed out back home was... African-Americans or black people in America are like this. They do this. They behave this way. They did it here too. Like when you look in the nineties and you watch the TV and you watch news, white people control all that shit. So the images and the the videos and look at, look at what black people did and look at what they, they rob and they loot and they, they steal, they are, they don't work hard. They don't, you know, I remember like a question my dad had asked me and he was like, he was confused because you know, once slavery ended, there was this question of, well, if I'm, if I'm Ethiopian or like, you know, there's a little Ethiopia and mm-hmm. there's multiple little Ethiopias. There is Chinatown. There is, you know what I mean? There's, right. when you're Im- an immigrant, like here, there's like the different little cities that exist. Um, and so my dad was like, so why don't black people have that? And I said, they did. They had multiple, they tried it. They built their own like economy. There is right. a black Wall Street. Like this is not taught. This is black history. I was like, black people did all this shit that you're telling me years ago. Mm-hmm. They live in a country that white people stole and said, no, this is our country. So you're going to behave this way. So you wanted a black Wall Street? Fuck that. We're burning it down. Burn down Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. So when when Africans would say this, I'm just like, y'all don't know. Y'all are uneducated on Black history. You only, again, as an immigrant, when you come here, you are taught, you're taught to become, when you're becoming a citizen, you're mm-hmm. taught white history. You're only taught these specific things. The tests that they have only have specific questions for you to know. So there's already that, oh, this is how they are. That's it. 
So then yeah. you see the behavior, but then there's also the, okay, like, I don't know, like for me, like I try to, I was like, where, well, what are my parents talking about when, when my dad says he's being discriminated by black people? And like, what is he talking about? And I, for me, I can only speak from my experiences and my conversations and you can, you can, you know, say your part on this, but when I talk to my friends or something, I'm like, is it because there is like, like I try to find like the root of the problem. Like, is it because there is an unawareness, like there is a piece missing of that, that can never be brought back to black people. Of, right. I don't know exactly where I am from and I can't even go back. I, cause you burned mm-hmm. it. You burned all the books, you threw them away, you threw people out like they were animals. So I really literally cannot track anything because you erased my history on purpose. Right. So then there is, I was like, is there, is there like a piece of, you know, you, we are the same, but you get to know where you're from. Like you have this culture. Is that, because I don't know. Like, but you know I think saying? it's a bit more than that. I think mm-hmm. that as we move further away from slavery, even black people, because we, like I just said that one of the goals is to reach suburbia or mm-hmm. be like base level whiteness, like just to be, Cause you're pushed into like the ghetto or whatever, like that's that's where you're supposed to belong according to to society. But I feel like as you move past that, you're you we become brainwashed into thinking that what white people norms are is how mm-hmm. we should think. So if they're perceiving us as um, trash people or whatever or they're giving us these preconceptions of like how we should view other people's then that's how we're going to turn on our own people like it's basically just Mm. how like a revolving circle of like what the media is pushing towards us or how we should think or see each other facts yeah so if we're seeing if we're like say for example this could literally be applied to any race say for agents or whatever, if they come into or say, literally 2020, the coronavirus was named the, the Chinese flu yeah. because yeah. it was originated in Asia and now all agents was getting like the backlash of it. Yeah. You no, know, when they had no parts of, of it. So I right. feel like um, the media and like, you know, white society, white society really pushed their preconceptions and their agendas into us without us even knowing causing animosity towards the same group of people just so that they could still have their way because if an african or a mexican immigrant or asian immigrant comes into this country we you as an american you have like oh they're still in our money oh they're smarter than us oh they're gonna just like trample over us and get to where i want to be even though i've been here my whole life so it's like that type of like mindset that you're you're placed in to where you already have like some hostility towards other people when they're just trying to do what they can do yeah and I think it can be a bit prideful of like Africans being like well I know where I'm from so I'm Mm -hmm. more better than the black person that's in America who can't trace it back Mm -hmm. but I don't really like that doesn't really come up in my experience of like I never met a Nigerian being like oh I'm better than you because I'm a Nigerian that really yeah like I don't I haven't experienced it even like like honestly even like Africans to like Africans like it's another it's like that's another thing too 
Oh no, that conversation definitely is had is I've definitely been a part of that conversation. Like my I just said my sister dates an African mm-hmm. and he'll be like, Oh, uh, we don't mess with Ghanaian people. Yeah. Like Nigerians, like we don't mess with these people. They already have like oh Ethiopians or this way, like that type of thing. Yeah. It's, it's always like a tier or a like a, a scale for yeah. some reason. I don't know why. I don't know where it comes from, but I think I that's. Either. I think it's just like really rooted into like just media and just like perception of yeah we're supposed to be thinking of one another. Yeah, like it's it's really because for me, I only when it comes to like Africans, like I only know um, like the quote unquote like the beef between like Ethiopia and Eritrea, mm-hmm. and you know that's just because like they're. Eritrea used to be a part of Ethiopia and then um, split and then Eritrea become, became had it gained its independence and became its own country but there is always this like and I don't I wouldn't say like it's like our gener- like my generation or like the younger generation um, I would mm-hmm. say it's more of like the older generations but Ooh, uh-uh. they also <laughs> you gotta fly I think or is it because I always get confused if it's the flyer if it's just something um, like a thing mm. oh like a like a like, like a, a piece of something yeah yeah um no but yeah like the the quote-unquote like beef that is and I'm, and, and it's so crazy because like I, every single time and honestly it hasn't this is every single time I encounter anyone who's American and I they you know we the discussion of me being Ethiopian comes up mm-hmm. and they go oh like I don't want to offend you but are you uh, Eritrean or Ethiopian? And you never know because sometimes, like, from my experience, like, they'll be like, oh, because, like, the last time I accidentally, you know, I said, oh, are you Ethiopian to an Eritrean? And they were really offended. Um, or, it, and then they were like, oh, like, also, like, I, I said that, oh, I said to an Ethiopian, are you Eritrean? And they were really offended. And I was just like, no, like... I, it's just, I'm just like I'm not offended at all like we look the same like my friends are Eritrean Ethiopian some of them are both like I'm just right. like we're not offended at all like I feel no offense to me we're one um we're the same people to be honest everybody in Africa I'm just like y'all we supposed to what's good <laughs> right. y'all like it's so crazy but also there is also like um, such a divide from North Africa to like the rest of Africa mm-hmm. because like in North Africa I'm not saying this is everybody by the way but in North Africa because they don't look the same they're lighter skin complexion they look more Middle Eastern because they're closer to the Middle East they're like we're Middle East but they won't claim that they're African I'm like mm-hmm. if you're in Egypt or if you're in Morocco is Morocco yeah Morocco's in Africa oh it's not no, it is. It, it is oh, okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Countries in North Africa will say that they're from this. Isn't country. Morocco in Egypt? Is Morocco in Egypt? Is it right? I. Wow, this is sad. I'm sitting here like Africa is united. But also, Africa has fifty something countries. Um. <laughs> A country know. in North. Um, Oh, it's its own country. Yeah, it's its own country. I figured it was its own country. Um, I think, yeah, Morocco is in Africa. 
I was right. It's its own country. Okay. So like you have Egypt, you have, um, I think it's Libya. Yeah, Libya. Al- I always wanted yeah. to go there. Like um, Al- uh, Algeria, like these are more like these are northern African countries. Morocco is so pretty. Yeah, it is. It's it's absolutely beautiful. Um, but they don't say that. At least it's not a consistent thing where they say that they're African. I'm not saying this is everyone again. No, but facts. But it's true. They don't yeah. say they don't claim that they're African. And I'm like, you're African. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what's good? Like, hello. Like, same crew. But there is there's such a divide between between literally North Africa and the rest of Africa. I mean, in other in other countries, go into it and have their feuds. I just don't agree with it. I'm like, we are really on one continent. <laughs> yeah. We all, you know, come from kings and queens. Like, so yeah, there's a, there's a divide. Um, that is definitely, that definitely occurs. It's, we, we need to like get to the root of that at some point as a, as a one race. Yeah. That's, I, I still like, I don't know if like certain people, cause we're African American, we, we get titled African American, but yet we, we think little, am I frozen? No, you're not. I was going to oh. keep going. I was going to add on to it. No, I was like, we, we get titled African-American, but the Africans that come to America get this whole, like, preconceived notion, or they preconceive Americans that are already here. Mm-hmm. We, need to, we need to, like, figure that out at some point. Here's what I say. Not us, but, like, you know. No, but here's, and that I, this, is, this is what I say, because I've talked to you about this. Um, there, when it comes to, like, hearing about where Black people want to travel, it's always every other country except for africa like everybody want to go up to europe everybody's like yeah sure let's hit up thailand you know asian countries Mm -hmm. and we let's hit up the caribbeans let's hit up um let's go to south america no one what do the media push Mm -hmm. do the media make africa seem like there's a getaway there they don't and you want to know what's crazy here's the thing here's here's real tea because i'm so ready um because the thing is, is, I think that you definitely need to have, um, like, I think that it's very helpful to have, like, Ethiopians or, like, oh, not Ethiopians, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I think it's definitely very helpful to have, um, like, Africans to be like, Nasus, you want to go? Like, in Ethiopian, well, right, Addis Ababa. Like, inviting other people to Africa fully, so that they can like, see somebody on tiktok did this so someone i it was during obviously trump's thing and so they were like they were like can i like i'm packing my bags like i'm going to africa and this woman who lives she's africa she lives in nigeria i think you've seen it but like she lives out um in africa and she said i'm coming to get you from the airport like Mm -hmm. get your bags come through and then somebody uh stitched it that tiktok and was like i have never felt so welcomed or felt invited as an African-American to Africa. Right. And like, I, it's not something that, like, that's, like, a thing. Like, yeah. Like, Black people going to Africa, it's just not a thing. Like, it's not, At like, all. a on your to-do list, like, you have to do this. But, like, you can go to Jamaica. Or you can go to, like, yeah. you know, the Caribbean. It's like, And also, like, when people go to Africa, they either go to North Africa and they go to one of those countries or they go to South Africa because, mm-hmm. again, South Africa is, 
is also whitewashed. Yeah. Um, because of the history. Yeah. Right. So they go to either of those. You know that that Africa's like the second biggest continent. There is like 50 some other countries for you to visit. Right. And I but also there's an understanding of they like you don't know unless you have someone who's willing to invite you and show you and be like let me tell you, like, I'm, like, Lexus, to be honest, sis, like, I'm ready once, once we, oh, we should, we shit, should vlog that. We should, it's like, just going to be lit. We're going, we going back to Ethiopia. Cause this is the thing they just built, um, they built this whole resort by the Nile river. So like, it's just in, you're just in the beautiful forest and like, it's like, top notch they just redid everything they were like oh you want to go and see the waterfall like let's go and see the waterfall like it is immaculate but guess what they will not promote that in western countries right they will not promote that in western countries i just saw but like that the being whole video. said support our podcast so that i can go to africa <laughs> Support no, but like that's real tea though. Like my yeah. friend in Belize, like I would not know Belize is a country unless she, <laughs> I knew her. Yeah. And I've now been to Belize like twice, and I would go like again a million times because now yeah. literally Belize is like my second home because I just love it. Exactly. So I I think it's really important. Like I always tell all of my friends, like me, and my dad. We talked about this. My dad's like, my dad is like, hey do a big trip with your friends. He always like tells me that because he's been multiple times like him and my mom have done like the trip trip around Ethiopia. Because mm-hmm. like there's one, I've seen the city so many times. Like I just, I'm like, they'll be like, oh, we're going, we're going to Kera, we're going to Gulele. Oh, we're going to go out to Bole. Like we're going to pick this up. I'm like, all right, I know it. We want Piesa. Like, where are we going? Like, I already know the mm-hmm. shit, but I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I've never what? heard that sound. <laughs> What? Mm. <laughs> mm. I, mm. Oh, you know where you going, sis? <laughs> but like, you know, I'm like, I want to go see uh, Lady Bala. I want to go see like Oxum, like which are like Lady Bala is like this huge church that is literally lives underground, and you take stairs to go down, and it's massive, and it's been there for ye- like. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Like, it's fucking old. But it's, you know, they, it's literally thriving. It's a rock that's thriving. Wow. And people go every Easter and they do their prayers and whatnot. But, like, I'm like, I want to do these massive trips. We like, should do one. We aren't, that's the us on the plan, sis. After 2020, we don't say no. We don't and say And then we no. should vlog it. Listen, that shit going to be so lit. It's always <laughs> But here's the thing, though. So me and you look completely different. But do you think it would, if we go to Ethiopia, if people would catch that I'm either American or would they think that I'm another part of Africa? They know you're American. They know I'm American. They know I'm American when I walk up in there. They're like, you're not born here. Work. Fully. It's, it's, like, it's like if you go to like, like when I said, like when I went out, to, when I went to school in Baltimore City and they knew like, oh, she's. Oh, like she's not, like she's not from here. Mm-hmm. It's the same back home. Like they know, cause I'll fully be like, so how do I? Like I'll look to my family and I'll be like, okay, so like, do I look? Cause, 
because if you go to like the markets and stuff, you want to try to blend in as well as possible because they will fully play you. Yeah, um, that's how it was in Belize. I was like, you like, you just have to look like you belong here. Yeah, because they will play you at your money fully. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, they they're like, they look at me and they'll be like, oh, she was born in America. She was raised in America. She knows nothing about the culture. She mm-hmm. um, doesn't know Amaranya. She doesn't speak the language. Mind you, I speak I speak it fluently. Like, I understand it fluently. So they'll try to, like, con you and shit. But, yes, they will fully know that you are American. Without question. Yeah, without question. They'll be like, because deadass, like, if you, once you come at the airport, um, the security's different. But, like, if you come out of the airport a little bit more, like, they're selling candy and stuff. They're fully coming up to you first before they come to you. <laughs> not even kidding. Work. I'm not even mad at it. Get your hustle, sis. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, those are... Americans think they hustle. Oh, back home, it's like a whole other... That shit is crazy. That's Those stories are insane to me. But yeah, I think that that's definitely a thing that needs to happen is Black people saying, I'm going to Africa. Because like also when we've seen like pictures and videos on TikTok and stuff, I've seen a lot of like Black people traveling. Um... But no one's traveled to, no, lied. I found this one. No, actually this girl, she became a diplomat. Never mind. Um, yeah, she was like, oh, this is how I'm going to be. A, she's a diplomat Diplomat, and she lives in Ethiopia. Like has her car, like she getting paid. Like she's set back home and she lives there. But I'm Work. like, that's such a, and she's from, she's from, I think she's from Houston, Texas. Yeah. Like she's, Everybody is from fucking Houston. <laughs> I'm not. Miss Beyonce, <laughs> yeah. like everybody, Literally. the coochie girl on Twitter. Oh yeah, I love her. I mm-hmm. love her. I'm two <laughs> seconds away from going on OnlyFans just to just to subscribe to her. I kind of want to. I uh, know I've already after my OnlyFans experience, not doing that again. Oh yeah, they scam. Bitch, they robbed me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, that's a whole other topic for another day. Right. But. Anyways, the point of that is, is I we need to that. normalize black people just going to Africa. Yeah, or Honest, just normalize the divide. Not normalize the divide, but like. But I think that's a start. Is like going. Let me travel. Maybe first read up on Africa and then travel to the country and tr- like. I I know that there's also. I guess like there's the hesitation of like after seeing those TikToks and stuff, like there's a hesitation of like, am I going to be accepted if I mm-hmm. go? Right. Am I going to be fine? Like go thrive. Like when I tell you like culturally, like for the most part, like they're so accepting, especially if you're willing to like sit and learn about the history of like this country, the country that you're going to or whatnot, like go to, I always say like, go to like the museums and like, Cause I went, when I went back home, the last time I went back home was in 2017. Um, and I went to, my dad's friend took me to, um, Mini Leek, who is, uh, he used to be the king of Ethiopia when Italy tried to like take over. Um, and he was like, oh no, 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 you're going to go see like, the, like where they stayed. And I was like, what? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went and first you go to the museum and I remember going to the museum and you can't have your phones. So you have to put it in a cubby and everything. And I almost, I, like, I got emotional because like, I love history and 
seeing like the money, the crowns, the garment, like that the kings and the queens and like those they wore. Like it's mm-hmm. all just there. This is how this is what we served their food on. Like this is what it's everything is so kept because they're like Ethiopia is very prideful. I mean, every I feel like a lot of African countries are very prideful, yeah. but like mm-hmm. back home they're like and I remember the guy, the tourist guy who was showing us was like, um, he was just like, wait, were you born here? And I was like, no, I was like born back home uh, and whatnot. And he was like, do you know Amarinya? And I'm like, yeah. And when I say homie got so excited because he was like, you're American and you're you're wanting to learn more about your history. This is lit. He was like, you're my best friend. Like he was like arm in arm. Like he was like, so come, let me show you this. And and the thing is, like, I already know how, like, uh, Ethiopia people back home are. And they're very, like, they're so, like, they're very loving. So they'll, like, grab you and, like, hold mm-hmm. you and be like, look, sh- see this. Da, 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 da. And there's no negative uh, intention behind it. And then on top, so, like, mind you, all these, like, different people from all over the world are, like, coming to see this. And he's he's the tour guide. So he's supposed to be showing them. Fully was like, fuck y'all. Come here, sis. And then took me on a tour to like the see the palace and um, where they stayed and where they had their meeting, the royal meetings. And um, this is the house bell or this is we got to the top of uh, like this huge hill and you oversee all of Addis Ababa. And he was like, this is where the queen named the queen, the king, like named the city like on this hill, like they named it, they looked at it and they said, so Addis Ababa means, Addis means new, Ababa means flower. Aww. So it's like a new, it's a new flower. It's a new beginning. We're starting fresh. Like that shit is lit, bro. That's so sweet. Isn't it? And it's so, it's just you, it's just, I had like such a beautiful moment to like just sit and just like take it in. And I just think everybody should have that, op- like everybody should that, be able yeah, to experience, experience that. Yeah. Like, everybody. It's absolutely incredible. Like, honestly, like, I, I went to, when I went to Finland, like, I was like, this is cool, cute. You know, got to see a little bit of the little history of it. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, 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 Anyways, going back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. I just think it's important for everyone to experience that. And I think that we should definitely normalize Black people saying, I'm going to Africa. Because you should. You should make it a to-do list. Like, right. For it sure. should be a priority if you can. Yeah, if you're able- um, we can't even afford simple needs. So, but also like when we'll you take there. a trip out to Europe, I would say like it's it costs a little bit more going to Africa, but mm-hmm. like how much you're spending in Africa, like you you might as well just go back go to Africa. You know what I mean? Like if you go to Europe, right. like you're you're spending more. like our, our dollar is less in Europe than it is in um right. Like, if you go to the countries in Africa. Like, so, if you're talking about finances as well, like, I don't know. I'm not not a travel... Travel (laughs) Travel agent? Yeah. (laughs) I'm not. I just want to try to sell all of Africa. Like, come on. Like, (laughs) I just... Because it's... I just feel like it would be such a huge impact and such a change, like, when you're... Literally. It should be a field trip at some point. It really should be. Like... I think, like, the study abroad programs always say, like, study abroad in Europe. I'm, like, study, like, not all of them are like this, but, like, mm-hmm. I think majority of it should be study abroad in Africa. Bitch, we're sitting here paying goddamn no time, all this fucking money to study abroad. Study abroad in a country that, like, you're just, like, oh, my God, yeah. a new experience. I'm learning this, you know, I think it's important. 
I can't wait till we go to Africa. Me neither. Now I'm excited. You like as we're gonna have such a lit ass time. Please. I love how we said I don't know. We talked about so many different topics today. It's like growing up black, but we talked about so many different topics today. (laughs) When don't we though? Um but yeah, I mean, oh, we have questions, Alexis. Mm-hmm. That we must we must be answering. Um, because we asked you guys to at, send in questions last week. Not last week, the week before. Was it last week? No, it was the week before. So we wanted to answer them. Um, I'm gonna pull them up now. Do you want to start with the first question though? I don't have it. I thought you had it. Oh, <laughs> you do have so it. our first question is from our very loyal listener of the podcast. <laughs> so from our very loyal listener. Oh, question for the podcast. What is it like being so beautiful? To be honest, um, it's a lot of work. It's, it's a, a lot, lot of work. Um because t- let me let me let me just come here real quick. No. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want I to. Secret, I got a secret to tell you. I don't want it. I don't wake up like this. <laughs> I don't. I wake up with my hair not knowing what is happening because it's like just all over the place. My hair has literally just shrunken as we've been recording. But also your hair has grown a lot since you cut it. Yeah, my hair grows like weeds. Um, I am not looking forward to the day that it's actually like I have to do something to it because it's a lot of work. But I've seen it. It's so beautiful. Like the When your hair is like Thank fully you. grown out. I love it so much. You mm-hmm. do a really good job with your hair. Thank you. Yeah. I, it takes, it's not like, it's not quick at all. Like my hair takes days to style. I know you've told me. <laughs> That's another thing of growing up being black hair. Oh. How many fully. people did it take to do your hair? For me, it was three or four. It was like three or four. Once one at a time, but it went through rotation of my sister, my mother, and uh, well, my mother, my sister did a hairdresser, and then back to my sister. Mm, I I mean, like when I was a kid, um, I didn't, I was not, I wasn't the easiest to work with as a child. Um, I know that may be hard to believe, but um, wasn't the easiest, Ooh. so it would be three or four at a time. I mean, at the same time. So I would be sitting there and they're like, we okay. just need to get her hair done. So I was like four or five. And so it'd be my mother would be the main person. Then it'd be like my aunt, then be my other aunt, and then be my cousin. And then they'd be like, can we just listen? We just need to do these braids, sis. Just sit. And I'm like, nah, nah. Lost it on them. <laughs> I was actually, I was, I was the kid that like, even if I had like rollers in my head, I would sleep with my rollers. No problem. Really? Mm-hmm. I just, I always, I was always struggling. I just was always struggling. Okay. Um, oh, that's me. <laughs> okay. So these are the questions that they have under the comments. Okay. Um, first one is, are there any problems in the drag scene that you don't see enough people talking about? 
Um, I don't see enough white men talking about how um, lesbians within this community are just not a thing. Like, I don't know why the issue just goes like unnoticed, but the way that like our female um, queer people in general, they just get the the burnt end of the stick every time. Um, We're always made to be the butt of the joke. Um, And I don't, I don't know how this issue will be resolved, but I don't think the people who are in the majority, which I think is cis white gay men, um, they don't take it the issue as seriously as they need to be, as it needs to be taken. Because they not all, it's not all, but they because they live in the society, yeah, and they're benefited. (laughs) So they're regardless of what race you are, you're still a man or cis cis white uh, cis even a cis white man, but like cis some women. Some women will argue that they don't want the males to fight their battles, as quote will say. But um, I mean, I wouldn't go to war with lower numbers than the opposing team. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I get being a feminist and like trying to be powerful, or whatever. But I'm just not going to go somewhere unprepared. So we can't always fight these issues on our own. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like. I agree. I I would I would just say the same thing. I would agree to answering that question that that's not discussed about or acknowledged. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um. The next question we have. Oh, that first question. Uh, by I the guess way, it wasn't really drag race related, but just like game well, I mean, whatever. Well, I guess in the drag scene. You don't see enough people talking. About I mean, but like it's it's prevalent in the drag scene because if. Like get yeah. gay bars is like, yeah, a different 100%. Yeah, I would agree to that. Um, that question comes from Oliver. I'm gonna just say first names because I can't even attempt last names. <laughs> so that question comes from Oliver. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for watching. Um, and I hope you know those answer to your question. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the next question comes from Josie. Um, my, I stand Josie. Honestly, literally though, literally though, literally though. Like I love following them. Like I love watching Same. them and their their growth and their journey. And like, now they're in uh, love. <sighs> like it's just Damn. beautiful. I'm so happy for them. I'm so happy for them. Um, but their question is: When you meet a new person, what's the first thing you notice about them, interior or exterior? Um, for me. It's for me, it's both at the same time um, because I'm very big on energy. And um, I guess like like I guess like interior, like if I feel like, oh, like your energy is like, oh, like we just, you know, I'm just here. We're trying to kiki and have a good time or whatever. And it's like positive. Like I very much so pick up on that. Uh, and then I guess like exterior I don't know. I, I, I'm very accepting of everyone. So I don't, <laughs> I guess like for me would be smell. Mm. Yeah. Like, I don't know. So I guess your energy and smell <laughs> is mine. What is yours? Um, I, I literally have like, I forget to check people out sometimes. Um, but when I do remember it, I usually, my main thing, my first thing I notice is their teeth. Mm. um 
exterior wise and then um like just their interior I guess it's just like if I can hold a conversation with them mm, that makes sense that's like very true compatibility on that level um because believe it or not sometimes that's hard <laughs> for no. people to just it's very hard for a lot of people yeah yeah it's I mean and that, that's not to like be like because you're stupid or whatever like that no. it could be several different reasons like the language barrier or you're anxious or just stuff like that yeah. no, I'm not trying to like you know downgrade nobody yeah um and then the second question Josie asks is what movie can you watch over and over again without ever getting tired of it you want to answer that one first you, no you go no I should go because I fun <laughs> facts about me I don't watch movies like that um as I was exposed earlier for not watching Black Panther I just like my pastime would never be just to like oh let's put on a movie I just I'm just not that bitch um, so if it's something that I can watch religiously, um, The Proposal. Is that with... Sandy B? San- ah, that makes sense. I was like, I was like, is that with Sandra Bullock? The Proposal. I that is a good movie. That is that such movie. a... Oh, that is that such a good movie. That is so good. That is so true. That, that's a hilarious movie. I just remember her, like, in the forest, like... E- 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 <laughs> I don't even know. I was rewatching that movie in 2020 and I was like, is this culture appropriation? I don't even know. Cause Loki, um, Loki um, Heike. Loki Heike, um, uh, what's her name? Um, Betty White, white as hell, trying to do like Indian eat child. I don't know, sis. I don't know. That's a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, I for me personally um i really really like anything i really like more so action um or like superhero like i love marvel like dc comics like that's my sheet um so definitely any of the avengers anytime any moment i will sit i will do it i will do a full like marvel dc like binge and be completely i'm fine unbothered and I will re- just rewatch the movies over and over and over again. Like that's why I'm so happy. I haven't with seen Disney. one. Well, you also said you don't like like superhero movies. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, like action movies. Like action movies, like they have to be really good for me to like. Because I liked um, Transformers a little bit. Um, that's as far as I go. I love like badass woman like action movies. But, like, I don't mean, like, oh, we just did a kick and a punch. I mean, no, the bitch done got gutted and then came through and was like, I'm good. Like, I need a, I need a real, like, you know what I mean? I love I love action movies. No, I don't know what you mean, actually. Got it. So I can't, yeah, <laughs> can't really. Got it. Uh, I picked up on that. Um, but, yeah, I love, I love anything, like, superhero comic movies. Um, I think that was the last question. Oh, um, this is from Disabled Sapphic. Um, They said, hi, this isn't a question. I just wanted to let you know that this podcast has been such a highlight of my week for the time you've been doing it. And I really appreciate um, the time and energy you put into Lemonade and Tea. Thank you so much. That's so amazing. I love that. That makes me so happy to hear like, 
Because honestly, getting up and doing this mug. Um, oh, bitch. Don't worry. Soon enough, you will see us without any kind of a mug. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Because this is a lot. So we really appreciate you just like being like, thank you for putting in like this time and this hard work. Because like, it really is like doing a podcast is a lot. <laughs> it really is. I did yeah. not expect this much energy to be put into it. But here we are. But we're a month in. Can you this believe? Is four, this is the fourth episode. Yeah. This is crazy. That is crazy. Oh, and we're not talking about Drag Race because this is... Um, <laughs> you didn't even say that. We're not talking about Drag Race. Um, this is a pre-filmed uh, uh, episode. Uh, so mm-hmm. we haven't seen the episode yet. Um, but we will be... Basically, the next episode will be like a combination of talking about two about two episodes. Yeah. Hopefully, um, if I remember... From this week. Facts. You're going to be like, I don't even know who went home last week. Who was he came and left? Oh, sorry. Oh, can I just plug this in? Did you see uh, the Chicago Drag Excellence video? Of um, Dasani and uh, Kimora? <laughs> Did you mean to say that? Dasani or uh-huh. Dasani? Dasani? Sunny's a water bottle. Denali? The the (laughs) Denali. 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 (laughs) Who's Dasani? I was like, I thought you were being shady. (laughs) No. With that one? Yes. And Kimura. I seen the clip that they posted on Twitter. Um, but it was just a remake of the lip sync. No, 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 no. You have to watch the whole six-minute video because it is not just them. Six them. minutes? Let me tell you. You remember the whole, with uh, Chicago's Drag? Mm-hmm. With everything that happened last? Everybody damn near is like, every, like, Chicago's Drag's in that video. So the Vixen's oh. in there. Um, now that um, Detox is living, now Detox lives in Chicago and has been for a while. So, like, Detox was in it. Um, who else? It was just a list of like people in this video and mm. like Den- <laughs> I don't want to say you said Dasani now it's like stuck in my head <laughs> Denali and Kimora just opened and closed the video the rest of the video oh. are all the queens from Chicago and it's just immaculate like you oh, I'm gonna send it to you it's so good I thought it's it was just so them good. two no no because I would not sit there and watch six minutes of just them two <laughs> like it was it's so because you were like oh who's coming up next who's coming up next oh mm-hmm. what it was it's so good and it was so well done um i loved it you need to watch it though for sure okay. um well that comes to the end of our podcast I think this you wear it well i don't know what song is in my head also you think denali's name is Dasani, so i'm so stuck on that honestly if i was a drag queen i think my name would be Dasani. You just can't go on television Aquaphor. with it. No. Yeah, because they would definitely sue you. Same way Jan, Jan Sport used to be, Jan used to be Jan Sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. This is the end of our life. <laughs> Anyways. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, And be sure to tune in next week because next week we will definitely be talking about Drag Race and the two episodes and everything that happens. I don't know. I don't know what happened this week, so... 
I don't know who's eliminated, so we we shall see next week and we'll talk about it next week. But if you also want to see our reactions or if you want to join in on, on a conversation, you can definitely follow us on our social media and we definitely talk about Drag Race there. Um, or if you are, if you know the app Clubhouse and you have an invitation and want to talk about drag there, please join Clubhouse. Please join our um, drag, uh, the Drag Race Club um, in Clubhouse and we talk about Drag Race every single night. I will be there. I wasn't there last week but I'll be there next week uh, to join in. So yeah, but hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode and um, we shall see you guys next week. Bye. Bye guys.